um, lovers in Christ Jesus and hearers um, hearing us today. Um, this is your pastor and your prophet, um, Diodu Henry Apiakran, today on the podcast. And today I have um, a guest, I have um, a, a personality with me. We are going to discuss about, uh, about the church, about doctrinal issues, about theology, about several self-help issues that will help us in our general life. Uh, but before we start our discussion, we would like to introduce, um, I would like to introduce my guest today, and we want to know who he is. Uh, can we know who you are? Uh, Adam Langford with Glory Bound Athletics. Can you please, uh, you say your name is Adam, right? Yes. All right. So, Adam, we want to know much about you. Uh, where exactly are you patient? Uh, what, what do you do? We want to know, our hearers want to know these things uh, about you before we dive more deeper into our discussion today. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, my name is Adam Langford. I'm with Glorybound Athletics. Uh, we, uh, we do a derivative called I Am Glorybound, which is uh, more of a character building type uh deal and we are located in a small town of commerce georgia uh what i do personally is i i I do youth development with our kids uh and you know we we try to teach them the fundamentals of basic biblical living oh that's great adam so uh you talk about self-development so how how does the self uh development go how, how do you work on that is it like you are building um the, the, the self-image or the emotional self spiritual self psychological self how is that uh self-development working how, how do you approach that how do you work on down the children as well well a lot of times it goes uh we usually do it from child to child based on you know their life experiences a lot of children that we get hold of uh been through things that have, uh, you know, not so good upbringings to uh, those who have had a decent life. Uh, so we try to approach it on an individual basis, just like you would discipleship. Um, and that way, you know, figuring out what their relationship is or whether they know uh, Christ at all. And if that be the case, then that is our priority is to uh, introduce them to Jesus Christ. All right, Adam. All right, that's great. So, Adam, so uh, before we dive more deeper, we want to know who Jesus is to you personally. Uh, how, how do you define Jesus? Have you had personal encounter with Jesus? Or who, who do you define Jesus to? Because we are most into the Christian church. Most of my, my connectors or most of my hearers are going uh, to hear me. They are more Christian. So, want to know personally from you how do you define Jesus because we have many Jesuses out there so who is Jesus to you Adam uh, well first and foremost Jesus Christ to me is Lord and Savior uh, I haven't always been the best person in the world uh, as far as personal testimony I've walked down very many dark paths dealing with alcohol and, and whatnot just like a, a lot of people have um, I let let the world get in my life and take take control of it uh, to the point where I was uh, drowning in different addictions, and uh, then I met the man that walks on water, uh, and he completely changed my life. You know, he he gave me purpose, 
uh, other than uh, self-destruction. Oh, that's cool. So in your personal life experience, like you've been to the world, uh, you were into less alcohol and all kind of bad life. So uh, how did that happen so that people hearing you can also receive some inspiration from your experience? How did it happen? Did you encounter a church or someone preached to you? How did Jesus transform your life? You want to know because we want to know how practical Jesus is and how you're able to come out from all these things. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I was I was born and raised into an environment that did not have Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, we knew of him, uh, but my my family background it was the type of family that would only come to Jesus when he you know when we seen troubles when we were needing someone to save us. Uh, so I didn't know an actual relationship until I was older. Uh, and for many years, I could feel there was something else besides me out there. So, you know, there's something greater than me. Uh, I remember being in trouble as a younger kid and spending time with it in, in, in lockup with the authorities. And I remember laying there on a bunk one night and, uh, then, you know, in the middle of the night, laying there in the middle of a cell and hearing somebody tell me, uh, you know, are you tired yet? You know, looking back on it, that was, uh, to me, that was, that was Christ telling me, you know, am I tired of doing things my way? Uh, that, that, that wasn't the life that was meant for me. Uh, and, you know, of course, at the time, I, I, I still chose not to listen. Uh, it wasn't until Father's Day of 2013, uh, after I had children myself, uh, I knew I did not want to raise my children up in that type of environment, and I didn't know where to turn. Uh, but being Father's Day, we decided to take my children to church, and it was the first time we'd ever taken them to church. And, um, you know, if we were all standing in, in that room, I could take you to that very spot. Uh, it's it's funny that I can't remember a lot of different things from day to day, but I can remember exactly where I was when I encountered Jesus Christ. Uh, and I think a lot of people can, you know, that that, that, that type of uh, change in your life. So Father's Day 2013, first time me and my family has ever been in an actual church. Uh, and then at the end of the service, of course, the pastor gives... Uh, the altar call and uh, we bow our heads and pray and he asks if anybody in here is um, in, need, in need of saving and it was like a lightning bolt had struck me that it was me that needed that um, and I remember raising my hand and my whole family looking at me like I had done lost my mind um, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> Wow. So, 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 so Adam, so it like, um, you, you went to a, let's say you're in a church, you gave your life to Jesus. And from that day, Jesus, uh, really, but have you had a personal encounter with Jesus? Uh, maybe in your dreams, uh, have you personally had a personal encounter with Jesus yourself, Adam? I have not personally encountered Jesus himself, but I have encountered an angel. Um, I did truck driving as a living for a long time. And, uh, you know, it was one of those situations where 
a lot of us, a lot of times will question whether we are truly good with, with God. And, you know, sometimes we feel in our hearts, hearts, you know, a fear of, I think I'm good, but if something happened, you know, am I sure? And it, it was that point in my life where I kept praying, you know, God, if there's a, if there's anything in my life that would withhold me, you know, if I was to perish today, not being able to stand with you, please, please let me know. Uh, give me a sign, something. Uh, and I remember being at a gas station. The light on my truck came on that I needed fuel. And uh, I had to go to a specific shell station is what we had to get fuel out of. And this shell station, there was no sign for it, no nothing like that. It just popped. It was just out in the middle of nowhere. But I just had this feeling I had to stop there. And when I stopped there to get fuel, a man came up to me and he told me, shook my hand. And, you know, there was something about this man that was different from others. He shook my hand. He said, I don't know who you are and I don't know what your name is, but I know that you're a man of God. And I looked at him dead in the eye and I said, well, how do you know that? And he looked at me and he said, sometimes he doesn't always answer your questions. Sometimes he sends folks to check on you. Uh, immediately, I knew that was God's way of answering my question. And uh, I broke down in tears like uh, uh, just sobbed like a baby in the middle of this gas station parking lot because I knew God had spoken to me, had given me that sign that I had looked for. Wow, that, that, that's great. Uh, that's a very powerful uh, testimony of you. So, so um, uh, after that day, um, how did you feel? Did you feel an inner joy in you after you had an encounter? You feel like uh, you felt that God is really, really real in your life. So uh, let's come in that to So how will you uh, convince uh, someone who is not a believer, someone who is not a Christian believer, someone who does not follow Jesus? How will you convince such a person that, yes, Jesus is real. Yes, Christianity is real. How will you convince such people who do not have faith in Jesus, who do not believe in God, who do not believe in Christianity? So... How are you going to connect with such people to help them stand that, yes, there is a real Jesus or there's a real Christianity that we can have hope in? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I always tell people when they ask me these questions, uh, because I've served as a youth pastor before and I've, I've, I've you know, I've led congregations before. And I, and I tell them the best way to show Jesus Christ is through your own life. Um, thank God I'm not the man I used to be. Uh, but I, re, you know, I, I'll be the first one to tell you that I, who I used to be and how I used to be and how I am now, uh, even, even in second Timothy, you know, where, uh, Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. Uh, that's who I was. You know, I'm the chief of sinners. You know, I was the lowest of low and yet God chose to, Jesus came and chose to save me. Uh, and if he can take a man like me who lived the life that I lived and make him a believer. Uh, all you need is that ounce of faith or, or that want to re repent and change. Uh, and obviously if they're asking that type of question, that, that that's become a concern in their lives. You know, God's placed something on their heart, that thorn in their skin, you know, as Paul would say. All right, Adam. So I learned there are some unbelievers out there who, who are saying that, the world is sweet, the world is very nice, you can go to nightclub, you can do this, and they compare that Christianity is, is a very, um, like, 
a very boring uh, faith, whatever. So you, you, you have been in the world, at least you've known something in the world. So comparing Christianity and the world, what difference do you see and how will you compare and contrast Christianity and then the world? Well, I think that the way that we are called to live as Christians uh, and the way the world is, is two completely different things. Um, and I think it's very, there's a very thin line on what is worldly and what is, what is chosen by God. A lot of times we can mask, mask things that are worldly. Uh, and even those who have claimed to, you know, claim the Christian faith have done this, you know, where they, where they do worldly things, but crack, uh, uh, you know, uh, disguise it as Christianity. Um, and there's a lot of times that you see that being done. Um, the world will always be eye-catching. Uh, you know, even as a Christian, you know, there's going to be things in the world that will catch your eye. Uh, but it's up to us to remain in the faith and to remain so close in our relationship with Christ that we know when it's wrong and when it's right. We know when it's righteous and when it's not. Uh, the closer relationship you have, the, obviously, the more you will, you will begin to have that feeling. All right, Adam. So, Adam, so if you had to advise um, a baby Christian or maybe a nominal Christian, Christians who are struggling with, with sin, with certain sin, how will you advise such people in reality and also biblically to for them to come out less for people are, are struggling with fornication, they are struggling maybe with masturbation, with uh, with all kind of this last force and so how will you advise that person in reality and also biblically for them to come out from that danger or, or from that trap of sin? Well, uh, when it comes to pornography and it comes to things like that, um, sexual immoralities, those are very difficult things because they're so easy to get into in the world. Uh, basically, I would tell them, you, you know, instead of if you get in a situation to where uh, I know like with Alcoholics Anonymous and things like that, where they, where they get into situations where they may be wanting to drink. They may want to use a drug or whatever. They will, uh, you know, call a friend, tell somebody who's, who's been in, in this program for longer and have them talk with them. Uh, I know a lot of times having an accountability partner helps up, uh, help out a lot. And I know it's, it's kind of embarrassing those type of situations. You really don't want to tell another man that you struggle with pornography. You don't want to tell anybody that you struggle with pornography. We have a lot of uh, shame built into that. And, but it's one of those life and death things, you know, it's, it's one of those situations to where do we want to feel slightly embarrassed now and do what we are called to do, or do we want to wait and stand judgment for things that we didn't deal with while we were here? Whoa, whoa, wow. Okay, so Adam, I think um, what you are saying is very, very critical here because uh, there are some Christians in the church who are still into sin. They call themselves Christians and uh, they are into all kind of immorality. And people are also Christians and they are somehow rather good. 
So let's dive here. Christians who are still in the church, but they are still engaged in willful, intentional wickedness in a such way. How how do you uh, advise or how do you uh, release such Christians from such way? Because they are in the church, they hear the word of God, they hear the word of God being preached, but they are still in that evil way. Is it that they don't want to hear the word of God or what is happening? So how do we uh, release such people who are in the church, but they are still engaged in intentional and evil deed as well? So how do we release such people from such bondage? That's a very good question. Uh, a lot of times people, uh, like you said, they, they will be in church and they will, we call them uh, wolves in sheep clothing. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that happens a lot. Um, a lot of people like to choose, especially in um, uh, like the Western Christianity where we can just show up on Sundays and, and, and claim Christianity and no one knows the kind of things that we do behind the throughout the rest of the week. Um, I honestly, I, I believe that we should show everybody love as, as Jesus has commanded us. Um, but there will come a point where eventually that kind of behavior and that kind of uh, sin in his life will poke out. You'll see it. You know, it's like a snake. It'll, it'll poke its head out of a hole. Uh, the thing is, is that we need to be on guard for things like that. Uh, it's not always easy to see at first. Um, but the fruits of the spirit, a lot of times people talk about the fruits of the spirit. Those are how we indicate whether a person is actually, you know, walking with Christ. You know, uh, if the tree is barren, then there's no fruits there. Then that, that tells you that there's no life there. Uh, and that's, that's another thing is just to be witness to the fruits, you know, pay attention to these things. Um, and that's, All right. that, that's why we are uh, on guard. All right. So, so Adam, so we want to learn about the fruit of the spirit and then we've been on guard. So uh, question forward, how do we be on guard and uh, uh, how do we build our personal relationship with the Holy Spirit in that way? Oh, okay. Well, your your two part question actually to me with a two part answer, and one part would be, uh, of course, prayer. Uh, you know, just like when we have a relationship with our wives and and our families, we always communicate. Uh, that is a big way to build a relationship is through communication. Also, another way would be to read read the word. Uh, you know the more we read into it because God communicates through that word. Sometimes you'll read something and then go back two months from now and reread it. And it'll say something completely different to you. And there's a reason for that. That's God speaking to you. Uh, and a lot of times we take those two forms of communication for granted. Uh, many times in the Christian faith, a lot, of, a lot of people will, will just pray for when they're in desperate need, uh, praying just to give thanks praying to just, you know, everyday communication with God. Uh, that's, that, that's the type of stuff that builds a strong relationship. Uh, and from that sprouts fruits of the spirit. All right. Um, so Adam, people do 
uh, really question about that. Prince of God, how, how can we be sure of a God we cannot see, a God we cannot touch, a God we, we cannot uh, talk to one-on-one? -on -one? People doubt and people disbelieve in, in Christianity. They, they just uh, get faithless about this and about Christianity, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit, whom they cannot see. So, in practical sense, so how are you going to, to convince somebody that, yes, God is real, yes, the Holy Spirit is real. Yes, Jesus is real. How are you going to convince that people? Because they, we, they cannot see God. They cannot touch God. They want to see God. So in your life experience, in your Christian life, how are you going to convince such people into the church that, yes, God is real, uh, the Holy Ghost is real, Jesus is real? Oh, well, to me... My, my simple reply to that would be, <clears throat> we, we cannot see air, we cannot see oxygen, but we, we know we need it to live. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we do, we have things in our lives that we can't see, you can't see air. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of us don't know how to process an animal, but we believe the butcher when, when he says, hey, this is, this is the type of steak you want. Uh, we put tons of faith, tons of faith in 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 other people's understandings and in our beliefs, uh, and we put tons of faith in things we cannot see. Uh, for some reason, we mankind has always had a problem in believing in in God and a higher power, uh, and I've never quite understood why that's the one thing that uh, people cannot see, and they yet choose not to believe rather than believe. Um, but to me, uh, like I said, I would go back and I would tell them, you know, Hey, this is, you know, let me, let me show you where, where I, where Jesus has brought me from. Uh, I didn't do that on my own. Uh, you know, your life should be a walking testimony that Jesus is real. Mm, wow. Okay. So, so, so Adam, so I don't go my deep palm. I think you've said a lot, some practical uh, really around knowledge here and some practical logical uh, keys here. So um, without going much deeper, um, how do you personally, to you, how do you personally hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Uh, how do you connect with the voice of God so that people can also maybe learn something or kick something from you? Because we cannot hear the Holy Spirit, let's say, a, a, a vivid voice like you can hear me right now. Maybe you can hear an audible voice like that. So uh, how do you hear the Holy Spirit? How do you communicate with Him? How do you do that in, in your Christian life? Well, in my own personal Christian life, I'll have to admit that I am very hard-headed. I'm a very hard-headed individual. So uh, sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit has to get hold of me and, and almost shake me to get my attention. Uh, uh, and I say that jokingly. Uh, it's, it's, you know, a lot of times through studying the word and a lot of times through meditation, uh, lot, uh, we as a society really need to learn to talk less and listen more. And we would, uh, we would gain a lot more knowledge that way. Uh, and the same thing goes with the Holy Spirit. If we learn to talk less and, and, and listen more, you know, even the Bible tells us to take rest in, in Jesus, to take rest in God. Uh, but we've, we 
get so caught up in 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 our everyday lives and and, and wanting something right then, right then, right then. Uh, we forget that we're guaranteed that if we knock, the door will be open. Uh, you know, if you seek, you will find. And it may not be right then when you need it, uh, right then when you want it, but it will be right there when you need it. All right. So, so you hear the voice of God, maybe through studies, through meditation. Uh, all right. So, so in going to a, I also want to know, about um, the person of the Holy Spirit. Is it that, how do you know that is the voice of the Holy Spirit or is just your own voice or somebody speaking to you? How do you distinguish that this is the voice of the Holy Spirit? How do you know this is my own voice or this is my own conscience telling? Because there are many voices out there. Your conscience can speak to you. The devil can speak to you. Uh, your, your, your family voice can... Uh, staying in your subconscious mind. So, how do you know that is the voice of the Holy Spirit really speaking to me? That's a really good question, and you are right. There, there's a lot of voices out there. Uh, personally, I think that the voice of the Holy Spirit, when He placed when they place things on your heart, uh, I think we need to examine those types of deals. Uh, in reference for what God's word is, um, you know, a lot of times we're quick to act on the first voice that we hear. Uh, we treat life as a race, like we need to go, 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 go. And sometimes we need to sit back and study and say, okay, Lord, if this is you, if this is your will, you know, uh, give me a sign, let me know, uh. And that's what coming, what reading the word and praying is. Uh, and a lot of times with the Holy Spirit, it'll be things that will, if it doesn't, if it doesn't project the kingdom, if it doesn't do well for the kingdom of God, then it's not of God. Uh, you know, we're not about, the Christian faith's not about uh, projecting yourself. It's about projecting God. So if it's if it's meant and it sounds uh, almost to the point where, you know, it's more of a personal thing, like, you know, it would, it would benefit you more than it would the kingdom, then chances are that it may not actually be the Holy Spirit, like you said. Oh, wow. Oh, so, 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 uh, Kim, you said I'm very deeper here. If it does not uh, bring glory to God, but the Bible talks that uh, we are the light. Say that let your light uh, so shine before the, uh, the, the eyes of men, so that we may see the glory of God. So, let's get it here. Like uh, God have really maybe anointed me. Maybe I write a book. Maybe I put my image on that book. At, uh, the content of the book glorify God in such way am I trying to glorify myself putting my image on my book in that way because when you talk about we um, trying to to bring out the glory of God but not to expose ourselves I think I just felt guilty here because I've written several books and I've put in my image on some of my books so in that way is it, is it evil to put your image on a book you've written which the book uh, goes in that way Adams no, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's wrong as much as, 
you know, if you're if you're glorifying the word of God, if you are, you know, when you write the book, if it is glorifying the word of God, uh, and you have your image on it, uh, and you are living that lifestyle, and you are are, are a true believer, uh, I think a lot of times we look at people as inspiration. You know, we have inspiration in others. Uh, you know, the fact that, uh, for instance, when I when I was first given the opportunity to come on this show and I seen the word profit on there that inspired me I was like wow okay all right this is this is something that because that's always been a fruit that I I've admired uh or you know I think that once we do it though once you put your name out there or you put your image out there that we have an obligation uh to uphold that lifestyle to uphold that word uh and live as though God intended us to. Well, that's great because uh, sometimes uh, people do criticize that uh, if you try to put your image or maybe uh, on a book, maybe on or maybe your logo on something, you are trying to project yourself more than Jesus. I, I felt guilty in that way because. Uh, sometimes, uh, when you do something to glorify God, people have different kind of criticism. They will criticize you. They will say all kind of bad things just to, to, to just put it down. So, time for clarification, Adams. Uh, I have, by God's grace, I have over, over 50 books by God's grace, but most of them, I don't put my image on it. But when I feel in my spirit, I should put image on that book. Find if the content of the book glorify God, glorified Jesus. No matter what people will say, uh, we are still doing uh, the, the work of God. Oh, what do you think about that, Adams? A absolutely, absolutely. As long as what you're doing is glorifying the Word of God. Uh, you know, if I was to write a book, I would definitely probably have my image on it and my name on it. Uh, but if it's, the, if it's a book about God or it has something to do with God, to make sure that it you know, it, it's all about him. It's not about me. Um, there's a good story about a young pastor who went to seminary and he went and he studied and, you know, he learned all the different theological theories and, and, and ideas and the doctrines. Uh, and he had an opportunity to go and preach at a church. And when he went to this church, he was very confident. He was full of himself, you know, all the different education that he went through. And he walked up there with great pride to the pulpit to preach to this congregation. Uh, and when he began to preach, suddenly he found himself stumbling over his words. He couldn't find different verses that he wanted to use uh, and things like that. And that it was very hard for people to keep up with him and understand. Uh, so the sermon didn't go as good as he thought. Uh, so when he came back down the steps, you know, he, he was very hard. He was very hurt. He was very, frustrated he couldn't figure out what he did wrong uh and then one of the people in the congregation told him if you had went up those stairs the way you came down you would have came down the way you went up well that's great that's great that's great really powerful adam so um um that's good adam i think um you've said something very deeper today your words are very, very deep. It has really entered into my heart. I myself, uh, I feel the Holy Spirit trying to tell me something greater through our, our discussion today. And um, 
uh, we, we are going to, to discuss more uh, today. So, Adams, um, without much um, uh, talking today, so um, what do you want to, to add up? I wonder what your final say you want to say to our hearers. They will have more discussion as time goes. So, maybe probably you have discussion on Zoom uh, video as well when time permits us. So, in summary, uh, what do you want to, to say to our our uh, distinguished hearers who are connecting with us today? Uh, well, the one thing that I would like like to to say is that please do not base uh, please understand that there is a difference between religion and relationship. Uh, a lot of times we get confused with the two, and we understand that having a relationship with Jesus Christ is way different than the religion part of it. You know, Jesus was not a religious man. Christianity was not around when Jesus was. He was looking for relationships. You know, he wanted somebody to actually believe in him, not in the religion of Christianity. Uh, so that would be what I would challenge everybody to do is to focus on more of a relationship with Christ rather than the religion part of it. I think this is on very deep here. So can, can we know the difference between uh, religion and then having a personal relationship with Jesus. What is religion? How do you define a religion in that arena, Adams? Okay, well, uh, you know, a lot of times you'll see religion in the actual church buildings themselves. Uh, unfortunately, you'll see where they get so focused on, you know, different programs and this is what they're supposed to do. And uh, a lot of times, you'll see church services, especially on TV, where they, they do everything the same way every week. Uh, you, you see you see them trying to feel the Holy Spirit moving in these services, so they try to force it. And if that's, if that's what they're doing, then that's a problem. Um, true relationship comes with knowing and understanding, and that only comes with reading that word and, and praying and getting and getting to know Christ himself. Uh, I know a lot of times people claim to know Christ, but I'm afraid to say that really a lot, they just know the religion of Christianity. They don't know the relationship with Christ. It's, it's, it's completely different once you get into that. Uh, right now I know Henry, who is a good man, he has a podcast, but if I got to know him more, uh, as a friend and we built then we built a relationship uh, then I would get to know him more than just a man with a podcast you know that that type of deal that that's that's what we're looking for when we, when we try to grow in Christ oh that, that's very deep uh, Adam today in fact I don't know today uh, I think among all the, the podcasts combining yours I think Yours has very, it has touched my heart very, very great. I don't know what to say, but your, your discussion, you said something that really touched my heart. It goes more deeper. We must die to ourselves. We must um, try, we must uh, expand the image of God more, not just for religion, but to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, die to ourselves, and then uh, connect more uh, with the Holy Spirit. I, I wish we, we can talk more and then have more discussion uh, uh, today. So Adams, uh, without wasting much time, do you have maybe a blog? Have you written a book where people can connect with you in that manner? Unfortunately, I have not written a book. Uh, I am I am currently looking into that. 
I don't know if I haven't done it just out of fear because I've never done it before. Uh, but you can, you can reach out to us through, uh, different social media sites, you know, glory bound athletics, or I am glory bound. Uh, and, you know, of course we have a podcast as well. Uh, and, uh, we're currently, we're, we're a small organization, but we're currently growing. Uh, and that's, that's where we're at at this moment. All right. Uh, that's great. Um, having you, uh, today. So, um, uh, so that is here is uh, we are we are done with our discussion today I think we couldn't go much more deeper we have a lot of discussion we have um, that we have to have today I have with me uh, Adam uh, Adam a landlord if, if I mention him right so you can uh, check maybe on the social media site very soon as I said maybe you'll be writing some book the devotion maybe will come out as well so try and connect with Adam as well I believe he has said a lot today uh, make sure you go back to the podcast and listen to it once again because the words are very, very deep. I myself, it has really touched my heart personally. So go back to the, the audio, to the discussion, and then listen once again to get the words and the inspired words to help you in your Christian life. So once again, uh, this is your pastor and your prophet, uh, Diodu Henry Apiakran on Isaiah uh, Discussions. Um, be blessed and be connected and share the podcast with all your friends. Uh, share the link with all your friends. Let people be connected and let them be blessed uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, before we end, we only end our discussion with the prayers. Adams, can you please pray for us uh, tonight? Can you pray for us today? Absolutely. It would be my honor, Henry. Thank you very much. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening, Lord, to give thanks for another day, Father. I know many times we, we come to you with our problems, but Father, we just want to thank you for your many blessings. Father, we ask that as we go forth today, that we, we've, we take what we've learned here uh, we, and we apply it to our everyday lives, Lord. We ask that you go forth before us and, and, and light our way, Lord. We ask that you guide us each day. We ask that you uh, love us, teach us, and be with us in every, in every aspect of our lives, Father. Uh, if there's something in our lives that is not, that is not pleasing to you, Lord, please bring it forth and, and let us know, Father, because we want to be, we, we want to be the disciples you've called us to be, Father. And all these things, Lord, we ask for all these many, many listeners, we ask for you to, uh, to bless, uh, Henry too, Father. Uh, he's a man of uh, powerful words. Father, we ask that you, uh, grow his gift. Father, we ask all these things in your mighty, mighty son, Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That's great in Jesus' name. Um, so, I.